Hello and welcome back to the WMSA Student Podcast. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had Mr. Risley on with the topic of Israel, and we actually have him on right now for a part two. And so today is October 30th, and it's a Monday, start of quarter two. How are you doing today, Mr. Risley? Doing well. Can't complain. Okay, so it's been about 23 days or so since the incident of Israel and everything. What have you seen online that you think is worth? Well, I just, it's still very much an, an incredibly tragic thing between between Israel and Hamas. I, I think mostly about the people that are, whose lives are being destroyed one way or the other because of this. I, I will say again that this is all, uh, I wouldn't say preventable, but it is uh, very much uh, because of the hatred of, of the Jews in this case. And uh, Hamas is driven by an extreme hatred of Judaism and, and Jews in general, uh, as are other, um, other peoples around Israel. And as as we get closer and closer, we talked about this last time, but as we get closer and closer to the time of the end, we will see a, uh, an extreme rise in anti-Semitism. We've even seen that now. Uh, there are all, all kinds of, of demonstrations that are taking place on uh, college campuses and even in, in public arenas uh, around the world. And it, it just about... Um, I don't say without fail. There are a few that are uh, pro-Israel, but... Um, the the ones that we're hearing the most about, it seems, are the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas. And again, I just want to make it clear that uh, in all of this, we should be in prayer for all of these people, uh, not not just uh, the safety of the Jews, but uh, the safety of the people that are that are basically in harm's way because of this, because of what Hamas has done. And uh, you have people that, through no fault of their own, are in the crosshairs. Uh, in the crossfire, I should say, and because of that, um, their lives are being drastically altered, uh, or in many cases, they're they're killed outright. Uh, so we want to make sure that we are in prayer for these people during this time. And over the past couple of weeks, there definitely has been a bunch of protest in support of that group. What yeah. is your opinion of that? Because it's a um, I, again, I think it's it's not that surprising when you consider uh, where we are in, in the scheme of of time. Uh, it, I've, it's my estimation that we are uh, closing in to the time of the end, and the Bible is very clear that during that time, uh, not only will, uh, as as the Bible says, uh, uh, the love of many will go, grow cold, but we also see a heightened increase in and hatred of the Jewish community, anti-Semitism. And so it's, it's not that surprising, actually, uh, if you look at it through the, through the lens of, I guess, prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even last night, there was a huge event in Russia, mm-hmm. I believe in the Moscow area mostly, but it was an airport in... Yeah. M- I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but it's a predominantly Muslim region. Right. And I've been looking at photos and videos of it all today and yesterday. Going through looking for Jewish people in the airport, 
Is that the one you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my goodness, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, where they were basically just a, a angry mob and seeking out anyone that was Jewish, and um, uh, it's not just in one airport, but at several several places where that was mm-hmm. that same kind of thing was was being reported. How do you think, as especially as Americans, who we are, mm-hmm. even though we're not God's people, we were founded on a God foundation. Right. How do you think, as Americans, not just Christians, but as a country as a whole, how do you think we should be reacting to the situation compared to how we have been? I think first and foremost, it's imperative for us to remember that uh, the Jews are the children of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And way, way back in you know, the beginnings of, of Genesis, we see that Abraham and God have a very special relationship, a very special special bond. And so because of that, uh, the people of Abraham have a very special bond with God as well. Uh, that is not to say um, that we are outside of that, because Paul, of course, tells us in Romans that we have been grafted in, uh, that we are uh, we are important to God as well, because we've been grafted into that tree. And so I think first and foremost, we need to have the understanding that it's, it's very important for us to seek uh, the safety and well-being, the peace of the Jewish people. And uh, we do indeed, uh, as, as a country, we do indeed have our roots uh, in what we call Judeo-Christian beliefs. Uh, that Judeo part, of course, comes from the Jewish aspect of that. And uh, so I, I think that it's important for us to realize that, that we have roots that, that are shared uh, with, with the Jewish community. And uh, we do serve the same God. Uh, obviously, the difference... Uh, in uh, the last part of that, the Christian aspect of that. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we, we need to be about praying for uh, their safety, their encouragement. Uh, but not only that, um, as we do with anybody, we, we pray for the, them to come to a knowledge of, of Jesus as well. That peace that you were talking about, I mean, that's just only a type of peace that you can find in your creator and savior absolutely and so as like even in our this generation like the gen z gen x whatever it is we're finding that absence of peace absolutely yeah and do you think that people nowadays are just filling it with these mindless protests that are being fed by certain organizations or news well i will say when you when you don't fill yourself with the Spirit of God, it's going to be filled with something else. And Satan, time and time again, throughout history, has set his sights on the Jewish people um, because of that unique relationship that they have with God uh, through Abraham. And so uh, because of that, that is the spirit that will find its way into someone's heart when that person's heart is not filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's it's quite natural when someone sees all the news reports about um, the evilness of of the uh, the Israel Israel nation and and uh, how they're doing these awful things to the the Palestinians. And again, make no mistake, I'm not saying that that Israel is is pure as the driven snow. On this matter, that uh, they they have some culpability in this, but I will say this: they are not the ones who are 
destroying innocent people. They are not the ones who are uh, killing babies and, and, and old women and that sort of thing uh, in the name of, of victory. So uh, that being said, um, when, when a person's heart is not open to, to God, they're naturally going to be open to the things of the world. And as the Bible describes, Satan is the ruler of this world. He is the, the prince of the power of the air, the ruler of this world. And so because of that, uh, a person whose heart is not filled with the Holy Spirit will find themselves at risk of uh, spirits of evil. Um, so it stands to reason that you would have so many people that are demonstrating uh, for causes that by, by any casual observation uh, are going to be evil. Uh, I can't think of a single person who could say that uh, beheading a child is is courageous and good. Uh, mm -hmm. And so for people that are actually coming to the defense of that, it can only mean that their hearts have been compromised in some mm -hmm. way. It's just like I'm looking at this, and even today it was emphasized in my class with Mr. Burnett, like this, the sense that they think that they're doing this for God is mind-boggling. Right, right. And it's just like you can see it all over the nation in many different ways, in many different... It's we Especially today, we talked about homosexuality mm -hmm. and just the effect that it had, like the secularism, and you can just look at it and see that they're empty. They have no peace mm -hmm. and that there's no God there. And so to look... I couldn't even imagine being in part of Israel... And just looking at them and seeing, you think that you're doing this for the, for the God and the Creator, but you're actually just doing this for someone who is going to one day be put into an eternal right, lake. Right. And just it, it's just it's amazing to me. It's important to see too that there are a lot of uh, the the right now uh, there is a great deal of of. Uh, people coming to Christ in the Muslim community uh, because of what they see as a as a disconnect uh, between uh, the the things that are obviously good and what is going on uh, with the people of Israel. But not only that, uh, Jesus has made himself known. There there are all kinds of reports that uh, people are coming to a knowledge of Jesus through uh, different miraculous means, and Jesus. Uh, is not going to waste an opportunity. Uh, he, uh, God never wastes a hurt. He never wastes a tragedy. Uh, he, will, he will do whatever it takes to bring people to him. And what we see is that even through this, uh, that there is an opportunity there that, um, by the way, we need to be taking advantage of as well, in which uh, the name of Jesus is lifted up. There are former Muslims that are now uh, coming to Christ because of what they see in, uh, in the hearts of people around them, or in, I should say in the hearts of those um, who have been persecuted and have yet not lost hope because they know who their hope is in. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's real important for us to understand that we can be praying for that as well uh, in all of this. Mm -hmm. So as the... In times come, it is written that people will turn cold from the faith and they will turn away from the faith. Do you think that because of this incident between Israel and this group, 
that people have turned away from the faith to support the Palestinians. I think that with this, um, that spirit that was already in some people that uh, that don't have the spirit of God, uh, it's a natural outpouring what they already have inside them. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, uh, it's very clear, and scriptures are very clear that it, the love of most, it says, will grow cold. Mm-hmm. So in the last days, uh, unfortunately, we will see a lot more of this type of thing. Um, not only that, uh, you know, it talks about you know, conflicts increasing and that sort of thing, and that's that's an obvious thing for us to see. Um, and I actually, I don't know if we can edit this. I kind of lost my train of thought there with your question. Mm-hmm. Your question was originally, do you think that these events have turned people away from the faith in order to support the opposing? Right. Um, yeah, I would just go back to what I said previously that if, uh, if, if their hearts are in the spirit or the spirit is in their hearts, Mm -hmm. uh, then there's a natural outpouring there that's going to be spirit led. But if it's not, then whatever's in their heart will come out. That's what Jesus said for us. Um, and again, I had something right there that was really cool that I was going to say after that and I lost it again. This is what happens when you get old. (laughs) Uh, sorry about that. I'm sure it'll come to me. If it does, I'll... I'll it'll come in like five minutes, yeah. and then we can talk about that. and say something about that, so... So, with this event, like, this honestly event scares me in the future for another thing. Like, mm-hmm. what if we forget that this is still going on in a couple months? Because, honestly, I could say, right, like, the fair pop- most of the population has forgotten about the war in Ukraine. Mm. Like, what is... What do you think about that? Like, what do you think we should do to make sure we keep this heavy on our hearts. Yeah. I think there's a uh, there's a, um, a temptation to want to just get your news from from the mainstream sources, mm-hmm. and when that happens, you yeah you tend to lose track of the things that are important. Frankly, um, so whatever it takes uh, to to put these things on the forefront, whether it means um, you know writing down in a place where you can you can see them on a daily basis as you're as you're in your prayer time um just uh, again that and uh, you're exactly right whether it's uh whether it's the the conflict in the ukraine the conflict in in the middle east what have you uh we need to earnestly be praying for for safety but not only that that the kingdom would be lifted up in all of it mm-hmm. and uh, i would say don't rely on uh, how, how about regular sources of media yeah. to be able to, to bring you to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to need, you're going to need God's help in that. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing because even yesterday, one of my favorite actors died oh, right. and yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, okay, that, that's sad. Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm just like, that's not important. Well, yeah, I but, mean, it's, it's important. Like, Someone lost their life, but I'm just like, people are now spending hours and they're going to spend weeks just manifesting over this person right. who was not a very good person in my opinion. I'm not going to say who it was, right. but who was not a very good person. They're going to manifest over this person and what he's done in his life, and they're just going to f- completely forget about the current and real life events. Yeah. While now over 8,000 people have died, that's right. a death toll. And so it's just, 
we get so our generations like everyone nowadays just gets so distracted mm-hmm. we're the definition of squirrels we'll focus on this one big event and then we'll find something else and we'll just go down these little rabbit trails and it's so i don't know what it is i think it's honestly the technology and that there's so much information getting fed to us each day how do you think that we should just stay focused and not let these distractions take over well sometimes it takes a break from technology frankly mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's interesting you said that we're, we're having a discussion in uh, the youth program at our church and um, and even even in the pulpit some about you know taking a sabbath from technology and uh, i think it's it's interesting as we we get into this conversation more and more that um this idea of what is controlling your your attention what is why what is monopolizing your attention and yes uh here we have this high level celebrity who um tragically tragically passed away um but is this high level celebrity worthy of the attention when you compare it to as you said when you compare it to the attention that's necessary for places like Israel or mm-hmm. the Ukraine or what have you. Uh, the answer, of course, is no. Um, not that we shouldn't be mindful of this this uh, this person's tragedy and, and his family and whatnot, but rather um, put in its proper perspective. And I think that one of the only ways of doing that uh, is to to break away from mm-hmm. uh, from that technology that that tends to guide our attention that tends to monopolize our time and uh, again going back to being able to have that prayer time where you have maybe a list that you've you developed and you know mm-hmm. that there are people all around us that uh, right now require require healing and uh, we are praying for them every day about that um, and that's just one other thing that that needs to be on that list and this is why you know people talk about having a prayer list and there's a reason uh, we're not we're flawed and we we don't remember the things that we need to remember every time so if you write something down mm-hmm. as as uh, trite as that sounds uh, you're more likely to uh, to focus on the right things mm-hmm. I guess is the way of looking at it yeah I went through a phase a couple months ago where I was just like my mind was like for like saw two months my mind was so scattered mm-hmm. and like I couldn't even focus for prayer mm-hmm. and so what I would do is I would take a notebook. I still have that notebook by my bedside table when I have an extra scattered day. And I will literally, instead of like just sitting there and just like praying, I will write my prayer out loud as I'm saying it. Yeah. And I do like that like way of praying, but at the same time, you've got to be careful because towards the end, it started looking more like a diary and less of a prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I do like, there are so many different ways to focus our source and focus our faith because Sometimes we'll see the Bible as more of like, oh man, I got to read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to yeah. get that over with. Yeah. We see it as a checkbook. And right now, like a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Burnett challenged me to go through Leviticus. And, yeah. Whew, I still That's have 20 chapters one, yeah. left. And I'm just like, man, I got to read that. Now, us Old Testament geeks, we, mm-hmm. we, we geek out on Leviticus, but I we, I understand how that's it can be difficult to, oh my goodness. to lock in. The first seven chapters, I, I don't even know how many times I read something about the grain offerings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. And so even last night, I was like, oh man, I got to read that. But then I caught myself, I was like, got to. I get yeah, to read that. Yeah. Because in some countries in the world, some people are just 
having to sneak them in their country, sneak them in yeah, their house. That's and hide. true. And so I think we are losing our thankfulness as we are getting distracted. Right. We are not being thankful for what we have right now because even people in Israel or those being affected by this war mm-hmm. are thankful enough to have a couple of grains of rice. Right. They're not having food, they're malnourished, and some might not even have enough clothes, and some have lost their family. I think this is, uh, by the way, this this conversation took a God turn mm-hmm. uh, because I, I just realized what it was I was wanting to say before, and it fits actually better right here than it did, when, than it did previously. Jesus, when he, he has his, what we call the Olivet Discourse, where he is, is talking about the time of the end, mm-hmm. the first thing he begins with is he begins to, by saying, do not be deceived. And... The word that he uses there, the Greek word that he uses there, is one in which you have someone who is on the right path, but then leaves the path. Mm -hmm. The idea of deception, uh, leaving the path that you were on. And then we see in in 2 Thessalonians where Paul describes in in the second chapter that there will be a great deal of of that happening uh, because of this fellow that comes along who we would call the Antichrist and uh, he describes him as the son of of perdition or the the man of lawlessness. Um, but the thing about that is, what is it? What is it that causes us to leave a path in general? Mm-hmm. It's distraction. Hundred percent distraction, uh, where we are we're on the the path that we need to go, and then something catches our attention and causes us to walk in a different direction. And so. This whole idea, this whole concept of of all these other things that that occupy our focus, that occupy our time, uh, whether it's uh, it's it's celebrities who have a tragic a tragic ending, or or otherwise, um, or even all the different uh, demonstrations happening that are pro Hamas and and pro Palestinian, you name it. Um, when there are other things at work that that need to be prayed for, like the the peace between these peoples, um, the the safety of, of everyone involved on both sides, um, and above all, that the kingdom is advanced in the process. Um, those are the things that need to be on our forefront, on our attention, mm-hmm. and that's why you know when God talks about His law uh, back in Joshua, He He describes. He describes writing them on your forehead. See, you're writing them down and so that there's something right there in front of you that you can't miss. Uh, I think it's a very real thing to take that time and to write those things down, whether you, you keep them in your Bible or next to your bedside or what have you, so that uh, when you're going to bed, when you wake up, you you see these things and you say, these are the things that are important. These mm-hmm. are the things that, that need my attention, these are the things I need to be praying about. It's so scary because you emphasize like that all of this is going on for the glory of God's kingdom. And it, ultimately, it's, ultimately. oh my goodness. And you can just see like uh, Coach Plyler said the other week, we look for success and big splashes yeah. when we need to look for the tiny little pebbles. And honestly, like the tiny little pebbles that I'm seeing as an outcome from all of this is People are talking about the faith. Right. And we see, uh, again, uh, in all of this tragedy and this horribleness, uh, God doesn't waste that. And mm-hmm. when, you, when you consider 
the first century church when, when you're talking about probably the height of persecution of the church in the church's history, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of, believe it or not, right now. Uh, we live in a time, a day and age, where Christians around the world are more persecuted than they ever have been, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are probably anywhere from, uh, I've, I've heard, anywhere from 100 million to uh, like a, a quarter of a billion or so Christians in, in active persecution areas around the world. Now, um, that's that's something that we need to, to focus on um, and be able to say, in all of this, the kingdom is still being advanced. Mm-hmm. And... God is not going to waste this opportunity, as it were, just because, and then hear me, don't, uh, don't misunderstand uh, this to be uh, a lack of concern, but uh, even though there's suffering going on, God can use that for the purpose of advancing his kingdom, and I think that he will. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how so much is going on in our world right now. And it's like, he's got this all planned out. Yeah, he does. Yeah, He knows the past, he knows the present, and he knows the future. He truly does. And I just love the analogy of the picture with the rope. Mm. And it's how we're, right now we're in the little part of the red rope. Right. And then you just got that rope that keeps going on for eternity. Like, for it just eternity. makes you smile. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's scary to think about. Like, I've reached out, like, I have this specific friend that I reach out to, like, every couple months or so, who's, he's very much secular all of that fun Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. and i've tried multiple times just being like hey this is just and he grew up catholic Mm -hmm. and it's just like there's so many people in the world right now and there's so many people who are turning away from the face just like faith just like him who refuse to open up their hearts to it who they've honestly he reminds me of pharaoh his heart is turned to stone and it's just like how do we approach those types of people? Because those are the people we need to try to approach. How do we approach those people in a day right now when everyone is distracted or they have just blocked their hearts off? I think first off, uh, approaching it with with uh, love and peace. Um, what will not win people over is uh, an antagonistic spirit. Uh, you know, if you're going into going into a conversation like you're going into battle mm-hmm. with somebody, whether it's talking about, you know, apologetics or, or that kind of thing, you have to, in your the foremost part of your mind, uh, think in terms of that person's well-being and that person's salvation as being your goal, not not to win, win an mm-hmm. argument. So there's that. First and foremost, uh, think of that person in terms of... of having concern for them and their well-being. Uh, when that happens, you're naturally going to approach things in a different a different fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes your concern will be enough to open the doors. Mm-hmm. And then other times it won't. The thing about the account of uh, that Jesus tells about the sower, I should say the parable of the sower, uh, or as some people call it, the parable of the soils, you have different types of soil. Uh, the seed is the same regardless. Mm-hmm. The seed that people throw, in this case the Word of God, is the same regardless. It's, it's, uh, it's eternal. Um, but yet sometimes some soils 
don't grow. Mm-hmm. And the stem swells don't produce growth. So we are not the ones responsible for the growth. That's, of course, mm-hmm. up to the spirit. Uh, our responsibility is to throw the seed. And there is a way that we can throw it uh, that's a little bit more uh, palatable. No, that's the wrong word. A little bit more encouraging. Mm-hmm. And uh, when there's there's care involved, when there's concern, um, hey, are there questions I can answer for you? Um, and if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone who will. Or, hey, if I don't know the answer, we'll look at it together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all in the context of the fact that you care about this person's well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, when that happens, when that happens, that person is more likely to have their heart opened mm-hmm. from that. Um, but even so, uh, even so, it's important to know that that it is up to the spirit, ultimately. Mm-hmm whether or not that person's heart will be opened. And I will tell you this also, just one more time, that uh, in all of what we see going on, yes, we see uh, the media, frankly, is going to focus on uh, those whose hearts have been hardened, frankly. Um, But what we see going on around the world is a time of of unprecedented conversion uh, where people are coming to Christ because of what they see done in the lives of those who are suffering, mm-hmm. frankly. And so we need to keep praying that, that that happens. And we need to keep praying that we have heavenly hearts and heavenly eyes uh, as we see these things happening. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, we've run out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I no, you are perfectly fine. Okay. okay. Let me pause real quick. Thank you, Mr. Risley, so much for coming on today. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. And this is part two, so if you didn't catch part one, go check that out. We talked about some great stuff. And this one was a little bit more, I would say, faith-based than it was Israel-based. yeah. But, hey, wherever the Spirit leads us, we got to talk about it. And so for everyone who listened, I hope you all enjoyed it. And I just have a challenge for everyone. Uh, Read Matthew 7, 14. That honestly summarizes this entire podcast. So I would encourage you to go read that. And this is WNSA 2 Stream Podcast signing out. I am who I am by the grace of God. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mr. Rizzo. You're welcome.